Welcome to the Barbie Breakdown, your guide to Greta Gerwig's Barbie. We're your hosts, Nicole, Lex, and Jacob. So welcome to our introductory episode. Hi. Hello. Um, to start, we thought we'd do an episode to sort of just talk about what this podcast is and why we're making it. Um, basically, though, it's just that we're really pumped for Greta Gerwig's next movie. Um, yeah, I had to prove that I was the one who <laughs> was here first. Um, Lex is only here because of one person. This is not and true. I completely believe that Nicole... Um, has full faith and her heart behind this and not just one person. And I don't like when my integrity as a Greta Gerwig fan is questioned. So I had to prove to Jacob that I had more than one stake in this game. Uh, If you review the tapes, uh, I do believe it was, um, you know, of the three people on here, one of us tweeted, we should start a podcast about Barbie movie. And uh, we'll just, uh, we'll let the tapes speak for themselves. On, wouldn't um, they be, like, they wouldn't be tapes. They would probably be pictures or screen grabs or... <laughs> nope. Check the tapes. I, I will say, if anyone follows all three of us on Twitter, they may have seen the inciting moment for this podcast. Uh, so that's like a an Easter egg, if you will. Um, I feel like I, I just revealed myself as the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I um, am actually Taylor Swift. Surprise. If anyone's Taylor Swift, I'm Taylor Swift. No, I'm Taylor I'm Swift. I have lived with Taylor Swift. Welcome to Barbie Lex's version. <laughs> so some background on the Barbie film and what we know this far, because as we like go through this podcast over the next year or so, we don't have a release date yet. It's supposedly the movie's coming in 2023. We'll keep you Everyone guys updated. Everyone stop saying it's coming this year. It's yeah, not happening. It's, that's false. Stop too. saying it's going to get Oscar buzz this year. It's not coming. <laughs> um, but we'll keep you guys updated on updates. But right now what we know is that it's directed by Greta Gerwig. It will be her third um, film that she's directed by herself following Lady Bird and Little Women. Uh, it is written by Gerwig and her partner, Noah Baumbach, um, who I also am obsessed with. And it is based Madagascar on- Madagascar 3 fame. Of, yeah, Noah Baumbach of Madagascar 3. Uh, it is based on the Barbie line of toys. That's, I think, all that we really, really know thus far. Uh, and it is starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, Simu Liu, Kate McKinnon, and Emma Mackey. Um, and they did start filming last month in March. I saw that. I believe they're filming in England. Um, they are, can confirm. Yeah. I- According to um, IMDb, it says a doll living in Barbie land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world. I like the idea of in some way Margaret Robbie not being perfect enough for something. Um, Emma Mackey's the perfect Robbie variant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really excited about this cast, though. I'm super excited to see Greta Gerwig work with some of these people. Um, and also just super excited to like see her and Noah Baumbach working together again. Uh, but yeah, on this podcast, we're going to be like exploring the careers of all those people involved, um, depending on how, like, we don't know when the movie's coming out. So we don't know how long this podcast is going to be going on. We might even get down into like 
cinematographers and costume designers, who knows? Uh, we're also going to be reviewing films from the Barbie cinematic universe, by which I mean animated Barbie movies and also films that feature Barbie in some way. Um, so get excited for that. Uh, but yeah, and like I said, we'll be we'll be sort of keeping everybody updated on news that releases about the movie as it happens. Um, particularly, I cannot wait until we get some like photos from set and a trailer and we'll analyze them to death. And it's going to be really excited. So if if other people are excited for this movie, um, if you, you know, you, you cannot be the biggest fans of this movie because that's us, but um, feel free to, to follow along with us as we prep for this. We will gatekeep a movie that has not even existed <laughs> yet. I just would like to say Jacob started the gatekeeping. That wasn't me. Well, absolutely. It's actually for children. So when <laughs> I say we will gatekeep, I mean two of us will gatekeep. One of us will say, no, I'm sorry. Um, objectively, that's not true. But, you know. <laughs> I will gatekeep this until I die. <laughs> I was there first. I don't need to gatekeep because I'm already through the gate. Oh, I'm so far. I'm so far off. But uh, the far from home costume maker is working on the costumes for Barbie. Oh, they're the senior costume maker. And they're doing the Little Mermaid and they're doing the Marvels and they did the King's Man and they did Bridgerton. Wait, who is it? Maria and Dara. Okay, well, she's my new favorite person. (laughs) So good. Wow. Good things okay. all around. That's exciting. That's actually very exciting. I feel like we should get some really flashy costumes in this movie, which I'm obviously very excited for. So should be good. I know that whenever we had our first like planning call to talk about this podcast, um, because this is a very recent idea that we had, um, we talked a little bit about sort of what our knowledge base of Barbie is, but I wanted to sort of share that with the listeners so that they would have, you know, an idea of like where we're coming from. I also want Lexi to tell the thing that she said when we were on our planning call. Do you know what I'm talking about, Lex? Yeah, I do. Because I want that like preserved on air. But Lex, do you want to like start with like, did you have Barbies as a kid? Yeah, I did. Um, (laughs) Not only did I have Barbies, I had a I had many Barbies. I remember I had like those stacking, those like plastic stacking drawers. Yeah. I had four of them full of Barbies um, split between me and my sister. Um, most of them, I will admit, were like Disney princess Barbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I had some classic Barbies. I took my Barbie mystery squad collection very seriously. I got the entire mystery squad, the mystery bus, uh, their spy dog. Uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, but he had a satellite for a caller, I believe, or I maybe made that up. I don't remember. (laughs) Um, Amazed. I had a Barbie Jeep that I crashed into many ditches. (laughs) Um, I nearly killed my sister with it. And um, I had a Barbie jean jacket that I used to wear, I remember. Love that. But something that I thought was a universal childhood (laughs) experience that I learned was maybe not was sometimes I'd be playing with my Barbie and I'd be like I wonder what would happen if I just took her head off 
And so I asked Jacob and Nicole, uh, what if we all started off by sharing how many Barbie heads we've taken off? And they both said, what the hell? So apparently that was just me. I would like to say the worst thing I've ever done to a Barbie, I think, is given them a haircut. I've never once, like, taken a head off. I've never once, like, given a Barbie a wakala. Like, I have been very nice to my Barbies. And I I was a little bit horrified when Lex said that. Though that does make sense because my sister used to take apart my Polly Pockets. So. Okay, but taking apart a Polly Pocket was different. You know what? <laughs> no, some kids have like a destructive taking... urge and some don't. It's fine. No. What? <laughs> Taking apart a Polly Pocket didn't have the same satisfying effect. Now, chewing on Polly Pocket clothes okay. was wonderful. Are you a dog? <laughs> See, I did. Never? I did give. I didn't have Barbies myself, but I did give them Wakalas. But I never like <laughs> ripped their heads off or did anything like that. I maybe like put a parachute on them and threw them up in the air. But that was no. That's fun. Like you threw them but off yeah. like the stairs. You'd get those little like plastic yeah. uh, parachutes. You'd get it like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And you put them and on the bus. And you just throw them up and watch them like fall down. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I never did anything like that. <laughs> I'm not a Listen, dog. I gave, I gave many a Barbie, a many a Wakala. And I have no regrets. And also, if, if you are going to look me in the eye and tell me that you were never playing with Polly Pockets once and you never felt that squishy texture of a poly pocket dress and you never thought what would this feel like between my teeth you weren't lying to yourself i mean i had the thought i just didn't do it well but... then you didn't live you know who also does that babies <laughs> and that's the difference between a capricorn and a virgo right there and <laughs> curious eight-year-olds i had the thought and i didn't do it <laughs> had the thought did do it i lived life <laughs> on the edge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't. So what if I swallow this just for a second? <laughs> I also never ate Play-Doh though. So I think I missed out on a lot of like formative kid experiences. I so. Absolutely ate Play-Doh. Are you kidding? I've never <laughs> ate Play-Doh. I ate glue one time, but I was like, wait, okay, but you I ate wanted, glue? No, no, no. It was one thing where I was like, <laughs> that is I, it's, it was one thing where I was like, this feels like a formative thing that everyone does and I hadn't done it. So I put a little dollop in my finger and I ate it, but I didn't. When when was Blue? this? Two like, weeks ago. Third, was this was this grade? last year? No, this was last year, wasn't it? Be honest. <laughs> I wish it was last year. It's probably this is like it a, could have been two this years is like ago. A quarantine activity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair though, in quarantine, I started playing Oregon Trail because I felt like it was a formative not experience. I've seen missed. glue for so. like three years. I don't even know what glue looks like. <laughs> I know what it smells like though. Tell you what. <laughs> you know, I never I never ate glue. Yeah, but I did love to. The I remember smell. if I no, I remember oh. if I was doing arts and crafts or something. Oh, and we were using I, glue, I would purposely mm-hmm. use a little bit too much so that it would get on my hands. Yep, and then yep. I would have to peel it. I love that feeling. I love the off. smell of it, which is maybe concerning. Well, but... that's like that's what me and my friend had a whole. Uh, we had a whole like ring going where people would pay us granted they were paying us in like the little monkey eraser heads okay okay i was like what's happening we would uh we would get the pencil boxes and then put the glue on the top and like make design like bookmarks with the glue that's incredible yeah and we would sell them for like we'd sell them for like five uh five monkey heads a piece and um 
we would just put more into our little box we had. You were making it sound like you were doing this really overt, like badass, <laughs> quiet little ring. <laughs> okay, listen though, I would. I would it was these. I would stock mechanical pencils and I would sell them to other kids for things from their lunchboxes. I'm sending, I'm sending them to you guys right now, but this okay. was like currency in my elementary school. No, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, no, I, send, send the picture. I, yeah, send no, exactly. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've those, never no seen one ever these used before in my whole life. Those, oh, and then yeah. those really long erasers that no, had a little design on the end. Yep. Those yep. were like currency. That like own. were almost impossible to use. Yeah. But... And like you would just cut them up. Yep. And then yep. look at the inside. Like the. Did you ever have like the, the pencils that were just the eraser? And you yes. have to like. Yes. And you like click it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those are nice. Had to use that in geometry. The <laughs> pencils that were only lead though. That you like pulled off and you push the next one through. Those oh. are fun. Mm. oh i love those so those got banned in my elementary school because because you were chewing on them no (laughs) lexi was eating on pencils but not those um (laughs) no kids would do this thing where they would take like two out and then stab their friend with it and pretend it was a syringe um and we did that with mechanical pencils yeah yeah mechanical pencils got banned from we did the all like eraser tattoos. Those are fun. Mm. I never had to use erasers because I just got things right. Well, weren't you just so perfect? And now I'm a burnt out former gifted kid. <laughs> so back on track, I was a huge Barbie kid. My grandmother started buying Barbies for me like when I was born. So I have a bunch of the like fancy holiday Barbies like still in their boxes. The kind that, you like, didn't take out of the box. The kind that you didn't take out of the box. I also have the Titanic Barbie, which honestly is like one of my like prized possessions still because she legitimately looks like Kate Winslet and it's in like the red dress with the black overlay. She's gorgeous. She's on my shelf in my parents' house. Like I love her. Um, but I played with Barbies all the time. I was an only child until I was eight. And so I would go play with my Barbies by myself because I preferred that to playing with other children. Um, and I would come up with really elaborate plans. Good, take Hannah down a notch. Well, so then when Hannah was born, I got to play with Barbies until I was like definitely too old to actually be playing with Barbies. But I was like, I'm playing with my sister. Except Hannah and I would get into fights over who got to use which Barbie, which maybe does not look good on me considering she was like four and I was like 12. But I was also- Oh, well, who's going to remember it though? Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And I like, I was like, that's always been my Barbie. You can't have it. Um, I all, I had a Barbie house. I had a Barbie airplane, which was. I had the Barbie cool. airplane. I forgot Amazing. about the Barbie airplane. Yep. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of Barbie stuff um, because my parents also were like, this is something you can do together. Um, I did not, I never had a Barbie Jeep though, which makes me sad, but you know what I did do a lot of is playing the Barbie games online. Those were um, sick. Those were so good. <laughs> like we, we legitimately need to see if those are still online because you I need Adobe flash player and they got rid of Adobe flash player. Are you kidding me? Uh, shout out to my sister for doing some research for us. Um, I'm so she sad. learned that you can't play Barbie games and you can't play Papa's Freezeria, which broke her heart. 
I'm so sad right now because I dead ass would have been like, let's play some party games. Oh, we'll um, find a way. All right. But- if anyone listening knows a way to still play Barbie games, hit us up. We'll do a Twitch stream. <laughs> We're not joking. Um, we will do it. Like that's, I'm laughing, but it's not a joke. But I also will say I watched a lot of Barbie films. Um, not whenever I was little, but when Hannah was little, because like she discovered them and we had a bunch of them on DVD and we would especially watch them like on long car rides, like on road trips. I will also never forget one time I went to Myrtle Beach. I'm like from North Carolina with my sister and one of her friends and like her friend's mom and my mom. And that child played Barbie Mermaidia the entire way to Myrtle Beach on repeat. I still like, I mean, Lex, what would you say? Like Myrtle Beach is like four hours away. Let's for me, see. so I can see like six looking, hours for you. I'm looking right now so that I have an exact amount for you. Yeah, You're it's two like, hours north. It says it's like three hours. Okay, well, I know nothing right about now. Geography. Right now, well, right now there's also no traffic, so I would guess it was probably more like four hours. Um, and mind you, like that's not a long movie. I think we got through it like three and a half times, and that was also there and back. To this day, I cannot like if I hear that movie, I'm like triggered. Um, <laughs> So our next episode will be Barbie Mermaidia. Oh my God, stop. Don't even. But yeah, I I discovered actually like during quarantine, Hannah and I rewatched some of the movies and you know, whenever it's like, I'm glad that my brain retained this instead of anything I was ever taught in a math class. Yeah, I still have most of the lyrics to all the songs from the Barbie films. So um, glad that I know that instead of any math I was ever taught. But I was a big Barbie kid, hence I'm hella excited for this movie. You might say the most excited, but- Mm. you know you, you might say first you might excited say. Me. me 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 who has the receipts for being the first excited me. i was the me. first excited about Greta Gerwig in general i was the first excited about you know when i in in the year 2002 i was like do you know what i need in my life right now is a barbie movie, a barbie movie <laughs> with margot robbie one that's live action <laughs> Preferably one with Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah. Directed by Greta Gerwig. Uh, Steven Leo had not even crossed my mind in 2002. So Listen, I was also Margot thinking Robbie, that Okay, so Margot Robbie was 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we knew in our hearts. Yeah. I were you like, even born then, Jacob? Yeah, were you even around? I was... Uh, How old were you? Five, four. I was four. I was four turning five. We were in second grade. We were so we were exciting and you weren't. I feel like I need to say for the record that I did have many Barbies that I loved very much. And you didn't take the heads off. I didn't take their heads off. I was very kind to them. Now, unlike some on this podcast, if you came over to my house and said I want to play with this Barbie, I'd say, sure, that's fine. I have many other ones I can play with. Sure, that's fine. The bodies are over here and the heads are going to be over here. Over here. Put, like, you know, looking back, I should have, like, put the heads on, like, pencils. (laughs) And I should have put the pencils in front of my Barbie house and just had, like, a nice little King's Landing. It's the freaking, like, Tower of London. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. If, yep. Okay, listen, if you had done that, that would have been truly terrifying. But like, no, that would then be, my parents, yeah. That no. would be like Sid from Toy Story level. <laughs> okay, the ironic thing is, I was obsessed with Toy Story, and I thought 
Sid was a punk ass bitch. And I always got quiet satisfaction over the fact that the toys all turned down on him because I thought toys had feelings. Now, why that meant in my mind that like, oh, the toys have feelings. I don't want to hurt them. But let me just take this Barbie head off or chew on this Polly Pocket dress. I don't know. But that's where I was as a eight year old. The toys have feelings. You're just stripping your Polly Pocket to chew on her dress. Yeah. <laughs> I realize now. Well, I, I give them other clothes, though. I don't leave them unclothed. Why do I feel like this has become a therapy session? You, just draw, is... you, you draw, like, Sharpie on them? No, dum-dum. I had, like, a whole little case of Polly Pocket clothes. Yeah, no, you had to eat. No, I would only pick, like, one. I literally can see it in my head. There was this one shirt and this one dress, and those were the ones I chewed on. And why would you keep putting them back on? I didn't put them back on. That the should have been like a bedside dress. Those are mine now. <laughs> okay. Lexi's like, they're actually know what still in like. my bed, bed table drawer. <laughs> Let me get them out. <laughs> wow. I wonder if I still have any poly. I know that all my Barbies are like, well, not all of them. Some of my Barbies are still at my parents' house, like in the attic. I wonder. If oh, because they're like rubbery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? It was like a cloth dress, and I was like, nice. <laughs> "Do you know? Do you know what a young it is, Jacob?" Yes, I, I do. Now that no, now that I'm looking at it, I do know what it is. I didn't have any or my. It is like siblings. it's rubbery. Hannah yeah. would yeah. rip the pieces of clothing in half. See, yeah, I yeah, my sisters that. didn't have any, but um, I do know what they are now that I'm actually yeah. looking at them. Jacob's like that does look delicious. <laughs> The, you know what? Uh, next episode, we're all going to get a pocket shirt. We're going to test a step. Go see uh, if I have any. I'll mail them to you in like an envelope. <laughs> disinfect them. The Polly Pocket games online were also very fun. Mm. Well, we're not yep. talking about Polly Pocket. I know. I just needed to <laughs> acknowledge that. Coming from Lex Williams will be a Polly Pocket live action movie. Should we write it? Yeah, and direct it. With who? Who's going to be the Who's going to be Miss Polly? Who's going to be Polly? Lily uh, James. Lily James as Polly Pocket. Sebastian Stan as man number one. And Pedro Pascal as man number two. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, I think it's a great idea. We will not give the men names. I searched Polly Pocket cast and there's a 2018 movie or TV show. I'll go talk to, are they also owned by Mattel? We need to talk to them about rights. It's on um, Netflix. <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode where we watch the Polly Pocket TV show. Oh my god. No, we need to do a live commentary track on it. Um, what is this? Is this... Oh, wait, Lily Collins? Oh, ew. Why is she a part of it? Not Lily Collins. What is happening? I was gonna this say, is... What's your beef with Lily Collins? No. Okay, so according to June 25th, Okay, in the news of Margot Robbie starring in live-action film about Barbie had you squealing with excitement, then wait till you hear what Lily Collins and Lena Dunham have up their sleeves. No. Deadline reports the girl's co-creator will soon produce a film about Polly Pocket under her production company. Meanwhile, Collins will star as a young girl. No. Ew. No, we have to Young girl who makes a friend with the tiny toy. Lily Collins is like... 35. Lily Collins is like 35, but also Lena Dunham. No. How's she going to be a young girl? With- we we need to have a rival Polly Pocket movie. 
But yeah, Jacob, what's your experience? With yeah, Jacob. Barbies? What's your experience? Well, you, have, with you have sisters, though. Like, you have twin sisters. When I first started hearing about Barbie, was around the time that Joker had just got nominated for like what eleven awards, and then I heard about this. And I was like, oh, okay, they could actually do something like decent with that. Cause I I think there's like there's movies like Scoob, which is just awful for like toys. And then there's movies like the Lego movie, where it's like, oh, let's take these toys in like a very different direction. And I think like I think when you do something like that, it can actually make a very enjoyable and like watchable and um just all around like a great movie and so i was excited for that um because i knew that greta and margot robbie were going to be a part of it and i know just from the bottom of my heart i know that greta gerwig would not go from doing like fucking all these indie movies and doing uh ladybird and Little Women to go like right back to making a like studio blockbuster lame as shit type of movie. And so I was very like convinced that she was going to be like, you know, she was what got me like really excited for it. And then when I heard Noah was going to help write it with her, I was like, okay, because I like you hear like the Safty brothers, the Cohen brothers, um, like you hear a lot of like, well, especially brothers um, working on like scripts and stuff. There's not a lot of like relationships working on a script. And I think depending on how the film goes, it would be cool to have like um, to have that kind of like dynamic, like written into the script. And so that's, you know, them three being a part of it was what really got me excited for it. Um and I've been excited for it since. And I've been asking on Twitter, I've been asking her and been asking everyone else, when is it going to come out and when is it going to start filming? And finally, it seems like, I don't know, it seems like two months ago, it was just like, hey, you remember that Barbie movie we announced <laughs> like two years ago? Well, it's finally like thrust into production. And then like casting came everywhere and um, I do think it's good because it feels like maybe they waited for COVID to sort of, I mean, not mm-hmm. be over, it's not over, but like to have sort of um, had restrictions lifted before they really started on it, which I feel like is going to end up being a good thing for the film. Yeah, I agree. I'm super excited to see my mother and father, Greta and Noah, reunited on a movie. Well, Nicole, I mean, they are going to be reunited this year. Well, yeah, and They're... I'm excited for that too. <laughs> yeah. But that's also why Barbie is not going to be released this year because she's too busy going oh, to win an acting Oscar for Noah Baumbach's movie. I was intrigued um, well before any finalized casting <laughs> about this movie because no, it is like this thing though of you're right, like the Lego movie I think is the better like example of a movie about a toy franchise i also think i don't know if trolls necessarily counts because there's like the troll dolls and i love yeah 
but that's the thing though is like those are movies that are clearly geared towards children and they're animated and there's nothing wrong with that but the idea that like coming off of marriage story and uh little women and ladybird you're like now a movie about barbie and not even just like <laughs> the lego movie, movie is not geared towards children uh yes it is it's it, geared towards everyone okay well did you like did you did you watch free guy no i've still not seen free guy okay hey Don't, wait don't Next come time you're here. We're watching Free Guy. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just um, going to say, Free Guy and Lego Movie are the exact same thing. So I have heard that. Is it a bad time for me to admit that I still haven't seen the Lego Movie? Well, um, I've never seen Free Guy. So next time you're we're even. here, we'll watch the Lego Movie. All right. That works. But it is like this. But no, it is like this thing where if you even told me that like Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach was coming, were coming out with this movie and it was just generally about this girl that gets kicked out of some like high school clique because she's not perfect enough i'd be like yeah that's pretty perfect of course but the fact that they were like no it's it's barbie barbie that i'm like yeah you have my curiosity now you have my attention i'm also not gonna lie i'm just excited for i feel like mattel's gonna go high key on all the merch opportunities for this and oh, like as they should i i will need a t-shirt so i also i feel like um I don't know how long, because of all the, you know, all the stuff with Noah Baumbach, whatever. Um, I don't know how long they've actually like been together together, but it just is weird that like, this is what, like, they've been together for years now. And it was like, oh, let's finally work on something together and let's have it be Barbie. That's yeah. why I feel like they're going to put a lot into it. Cause it's like, oh no, we didn't collaborate on, um, like on white noise or we didn't collaborate on little women like they haven't collaborated on anything but barbie was where they were like oh let's actually like put it together and i do think that like even though madagascar 3 wasn't great i <laughs> think i think noah still has like enough like writing because no madagascar 3 it was a movie for kids unlike the Lego movie, which was a movie for everyone. Um, <laughs> and so I do think he's got like a little bit of like that kind of like in him as well to maybe make it a little more fun and a little airy and all that kind of stuff. And then I don't know. That's just that's that's the big thing that intrigued me was that like it took making a movie about Barbie to like get them to work together. When they've done tons of projects in the past, like, five, six years. Yeah. I just, my thing is, I would follow either Greta or Margot Robbie to the ends of the earth. Um, so I will gladly follow them to the same film. <laughs> I also just, I think that, like, this is, as more casting is announced, this is such an exciting set of people for Greta to work with. You know, as much as I love, like, seeing her work with, Sarsha over and over and I hope that she continues to do that but I'm excited to sort of get more people into her set of actors like I'm also kind of intrigued by the combination of this set of people and I think it all hints that it's going to be you know have a lot of comedic elements and I think that Greta's very good at writing comedy so and I mean Noah is too like I think one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen is that scene with the knife trick in Marriage Story like that's brilliant yeah, um, that was one that was like my saddest, that was the saddest scene of the movie for me. Okay, it's, 
so sad, but it's also so funny. Like yeah. that whole scene, everything before that with like the, um, mm-hmm. you know, person who's come to like investigate them. Um, and I also think like Little Women is underrated for how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's so much good in that film. I'm picking Loria cast away foot so he can remember how <laughs> dainty and lovely my feet are. Well, I mean, then you have Lady Bird, which like is probably... No, that and I would say Meyerowitz stories would probably be the two like funniest from each director. But like Lady Bird is so funny. Well, that's the thing. Like Lady Bird's so funny, but I feel like people don't even like acknowledge how funny Little Women is too. Like Greta's very Mm -hmm. good at like including comedy, even whenever it's not sort of the main thing that she's doing. So I would be really excited to see her do some more comedy. And I'll admit like, not all of this cast are actors that I typically like in things. Um, and yes, that is me. All of them, except for one. I I was going to say. There's one no, 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 very no. Okay, unfunny no, person on here. No, no, no. Let's, let's go around and say who we're not looking for. To say. Let's say it. Let's say it. I want to know. I want to make sure I'm not being targeted here. Like, no, let's say it. Okay. You go first. You're the one. You, you go first. Okay. Who I'm looking forward to least? Yeah. Yes. Kate McKinnon. Oh, I was okay. gonna say Ariana Greenblatt, but no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> it's Kate McKinnon. Mine's, mine's. I mean, I also don't love Kate McKinnon, but mine's Ryan Gosling. I'm not a big Ryan Gosling fan. All right, I accept all those picks. Thank you. Actually, no. Amy Schumer has finally overtaken her. Yeah. Because. <laughs> okay. Amy Schumer. Amy Wasn't... Schumer had a lot of goodwill for me for being in The Humans last year, and she was very good. Oh, in the that's humans. true. She's really good in that. And I was like, she. Did, earned a lot from me but and now she threw it away. <laughs> the second least funniest person i think in the world is kate mckinnon <laughs> yeah i mean i was very much into kate mckinnon in like 2014 when she like kind of first started with us now mm-hmm. and then as the years have gone on i'm like she plays the exact same character yep. every time like every character she uses has this voice and she's like hey you. Hey. Hey, you. Her, like the last movie I just saw her in was The Bubble, which we're not going to talk. Oh. We, don't talk- we don't talk about The Bubble. Oh. But, uh, Let's talk about yeah. how I've watched it four times and only gotten through 40 minutes. I'm watching but, it in like increments of 10 minutes. I literally oh my God. have, I watched it all the way through once and then I watched all the scenes with Petra Pascal. But every Kate McKinnon scene she's in, she's like playing some guy's agent. She's like, oh yeah, I'm in Sedona. I'm in, I'm in the Swiss Alps. I got the vaccine early. Like that's every Kate McKinnon character. And yeah. I think she's, she's just going to do the exact same thing here. I also think another thing, like along the lines of having, um, along the lines of having like Noah and Greta do their first screenplay together, um, I don't think Margot Robbie really wants to like go from what she's been doing back to that kind of because like it seems like when Margot Robbie was what like 21 she did Wolf of Wall Street and it seemed like from then on it was like oh she's like the like the hot girl like she was like the it girl and it seems like especially starting with I, Tanya, she's been like really trying to get away from just being like the looks girl to being like a full fledged actress. And she's clearly done it because she's an incredible actress. 
And I don't think that she would take this role if she knew that this was like, oh, we're hiring you just because Barbie's like pretty and you're pretty. Like, I feel like there's like actually something like that's going to be a lot deeper. And I really do think, I mean, I'm not going to like write the movie for them, but I think that there could be like a lot of very good, like self representation of like looks and how people are perceived and like the idea of like not being pretty enough or not being like enough. Like I, I feel like there's a lot there that they can really, um, they can really like pull from as well. And I think with Margot Robbie involved, that gives me more hope that like, oh, they actually are going to go down the train of, you know, something a little bit deep, like, of course, like she's gorgeous, like she'll have the looks, but they are going to go down that like, oh, there's a little bit deeper story to this as well. Definitely. And I think especially too, like if you look at the films, not just that Margot has made, but what she's produced over the past few years, I feel like this sounds like gimmicky, but she's been producing some of the most like feminist cinema that's been coming out. So I feel like she wouldn't, like Margot Robbie produced Promising Young Woman. So like, I feel like she wouldn't sign on to something that didn't have some sort of a like cool message or something that they're going with or some sort of, you know, trying to like unpack something. Obviously I trust Greta to be doing something special with this, but also I trust Margot and her ability to pick roles. Mm -hmm. No, I, I definitely agree. And I also might not be that I might be one of two in here, but I also trust kind of Ryan, what Ryan Gosling is doing right now, because I think again, for him, I think he did, you know, he did the notebook and it was kind of like the same, it's kind of like the same trajectory for him. Like it was kind of like for him, it was like, Oh, he's going to be typecast in these, all these kind of roles. And then he finally like broke out of that. And then everyone saw like, Oh, he's like a very good comedic, actor as well and he's got like i mean i don't know if nicole's seen the nice guys have you okay so that's that's where you're missing out because that's like peak i feel like that's peak ryan gosling i just i am not a fan of the notebook i do not like ryan gosling in that that's i mean and i don't know how much of that is really to like blame him for you're gonna say you hate rachel mcadams because of that No, no i love rachel mcadams exactly yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, Nicole I also just loves James Marsden, and she can never, ever, ever accept in any universe why anyone would choose Ryan Gosling over James Marsden. I'm sorry. Marston, any woman in her just, right mind would choose James Marsden in that particularly situation. Particularly James Marsden with a 1940s suave Southern gentleman aesthetic. It just really does it for Nicole. In the uniform. In the uniform. You're looking like Bucky Barnes. He proposes with a jazz band. I, okay, I need to stop thinking about James Marsden <laughs> in the notebook. Um, but no, it's that. And I also, I'll just say it. I really dislike Ryan Gosling in La La Land. So. Listen, and that's I, okay. I, that but is you, okay. But I also really crazy. hate him in Crazy Stupid Love. So. Okay. He but and that's I don't okay. have a good track record. But the thing <laughs> is. Just watch like, the nice guys. Are you, and listen, I feel neutral on Ryan Gosling. I neither here nor there for me yeah like okay you hate those characters but does that mean you hate ryan gosling like yeah he's he's super annoying in la la land i will tell i will i will agree with that he's very pretentious and no white guy 
should ever act like he knows all there. No white guy should ever gatekeep jazz. I'm sorry. It pisses me off every time. Every time. But, no, I, I also just don't think he's very good in that movie. But I think my thing with Ryan Gosling, I want to make this clear. It's not like my thing with Matt Damon. Like, I don't hate Ryan Gosling and I have nothing against him personally. I just have not seen anything yet that has like super convinced me of his talent. Well, and that's like, I, I agree. Like, okay, I do like La La Land and I do think he's good in that. But I think, I think The Nice Guys is like, that is like the peak of what, because I know people aren't going to watch it because it's Adam McKay, um, but he's really good in the big short too. And I think that was the first well, that's true. kind of bit where we were like, oh, he has like very good comedic chops. And then when it came to um, the nice guys, I was like, oh, he might have like some of the best like comedic like deliveries and timing of almost anyone in Hollywood. Um First Man is my favorite Damien Chazelle movie. Okay, um, First Man is actually my favorite Damien Chazelle movie, although that's not hard for me. That movie is pretty decent. And so I haven't, like, I I didn't love a lot of the stuff he did, but then when I started going back, like, he's so good in Blue Valentine. He's really good in Lars and the Real Girl. Here, I just kind of went Lars back and, and started Girl. started kind of, like, watching his stuff, and I was like, you know, I was like, he actually, like, I did enjoy him a lot. And then it really was kind of. I need to um, watch Drive. I feel like maybe. The nice guys that like. That could. I actually really liked Drive. I didn't think I was. I need to watch to. it. But the it, dri- It's him and Oscar Isaac. The, the drive. <laughs> drive is still so far from the character he plays now. Mm-hmm. Like, even like, like, you go watch his SNL skits. And he's mm-hmm. like, SNL since. Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, like Lonely Island since they left has been like almost unwatchable. True. But every time he's on, it's always enjoyable. Yeah. Nicole, just watch the nice guys. Can we just I literally can I share screen and watch like... the nice guys? <laughs> I what I'm I'm gonna transition us now. Our plans for this podcast going forward, because obviously we have some sort of like indeterminate amount of time until this movie comes out. At some point we'll get a release date and then we'll have like a, well, yeah, Jacob, but that's, that's that's a wide margin. (laughs) We don't know if it's like January or December, uh, which will sort of, you know, determine what all we do on this, but we're going to do some like mini reviews of Barbie animated movies. We're going to do some reviews of movies that have Barbie as a character, like Toy Story 3. Um, and we're going to also look through filmographies of people involved in this movie. I promise for our Ryan Gosling episode, I will watch The Nice Guys. How's that? Um, for our Simu Liu episode, we are obviously <laughs> going to watch Shang-Chi. And then I'm going to pick three episodes of Kim's Convenience for you all to watch. Can't wait. It's going to be good. It's on Netflix. So I also am just really excited to like discuss Greta's work always. So that'll be, that'll be fun. And, and to talk about Noah Bombback movies too. We'll, we'll time that to like White Noise coming out, which will be Marriage yeah, that's Story what I was episode. Yeah. Marriage Story is a masterpiece. Um, and I mm-hmm. won't hear any different. That's good. Um, also, masterpiece, Francis Ha. Mm. Marriage yeah, Story was ha. a movie where I was like, I thought about it maybe like a month or so ago. I agree. Like I gave it like five stars, A plus, like everything. Nice. And I thought about it and I was like, do I really think that? And then like I started crying. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also, that's a very special movie to me because very early on in COVID being a thing, I think I had COVID. 
I literally watched the scene of Adam Driver singing Being Alive in Marriage Story on repeat for like two hours. Um, And while doing that, my fever broke. So I'm not saying Adam Driver cured me of COVID, but (laughs) thank you for that, Noah Baumbach. True story. But yeah, so we're we're gonna have some very exciting episodes. We're gonna have some guests come on. We've already got some very exciting guests lined up. Um, but do let us know, listeners, if there's something that you want us to like cover first in terms of one of the actors involved, or in terms of a Barbie movie, um, or if y'all have you know think of any movies that Barbie sort of plays a role in that aren't just straight up Barbie films. I'm not even. I'm not even joking. If you. If you're listening and you're like one of those people that knows like the deep history of Barbie, yeah, please like let us know. We I would love to do an episode just like I would love to do an episode about the history of Barbie. Yeah, but truly, I promise I'm not going to put you guys through all the bad Barbie movies. Like I'm going to curate our selection. We're going to watch good ones. Are we going to skip Barbie Princess and the Popper? No, no well, I was I was just about to ask what is the best Barbie movie. It's <laughs> that's the answer. We're gonna say Barbie Princess and the Popper. It probably yes. is Barbie Princess and the Popper. Well, if that one's the best, then I am not in for a treat. If that <laughs> has the best music, definitely. I personally, my favorite Barbie movie is Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses. Ooh, that was a good one. Oh, but I've also- seen way more more of these <laughs> than I think. I also danced ballet for fifteen years, so I'm a little bit biased. At Christmas Swan time, we will. Good. Swan Lake is good, actually. Rapunzel is underrated. Mm-hmm. We will be doing Nutcracker at Christmas time. In case anyone was going to request us to do it now, we will be saving that for Christmas. Uh, there's also Barbie A Christmas Carol, which I've actually never seen. I would love to see a Barbie Christmas But we Carol. need to watch it at Christmas I want to see Barbie be a Scrooge. Yeah. Be visited like... by the Barbies of Barbie past. <laughs> so we've, we've got some good ones coming up. I'm telling you, Princess of the Popper and Twelve Dancing Princesses are both great films. Can I share my Barbie Rapunzel story? yes yeah so barbie rapunzel is in fact one of the few barbie movies i've seen okay and my sister had a barbie rapunzel doll yeah that if you remember her hair could grow her hair yeah and then it would retract it yep i had it (laughs) well i was in my room reading nickelodeon magazine the special spy kids (laughs) great Great callback. Great, great <laughs> magazine. And my sister comes in and she says, Sissy, my sister would have been like four. She was like, Sissy, can you fix my hair like Princess Barbie? And I was like, what do you mean? And I come into the bathroom and I see a pile of hair on the sink. And um, turns out my sister thought that you could just cut your hair and then pull it back like <gasps> the Barbie Rapunzel doll. And so she cut all her hair off with safety scissors. And me being the dramatic little shit that I was, I picked up all the hair and I went downstairs and I thought this was a really good thing to do. It was not. I walked into my mom's room. I made my sister wait in the hallway. And I was like, mom, Avery cut her hair. And here's the evidence. And I like (laughs) threw it onto the bed. No, you did not. And, And I said, still don't believe me. And then I told Avery to come in and my mom started sobbing. And to this day, she thinks I did it. I did not. I was, I stand by my alibi, which is hundred percent true. I was reading Nickelodeon magazine. 
special sneak peek of Spy Kids 2 edition. But yeah, to this day, my mom still thinks I did it, but I did not. And the point is that Barbie Rapunzel caused a traumatic moment for my mom. I think my mom- Not for you. Wow. I also love that you also like would dramatically do things with Avery. Like she was a prop because that's definitely how I used Hannah when she was a toddler. Oh yeah. No, I I, did I have the thought to like cut Avery's hair before? Sure. But did I do it? No. I did. Now I would cut the hair on my Barbies. But I mean, same, but I made a lot of my Barbies look better than they did previously. So yeah, I gave one of my Barbies a pixie cut. And I remember actually thinking I did a pretty good job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, if you care to follow any of the people you just uh, listened to, you can find me at at AlexisWilly underscore on both Twitter and Instagram. Please follow my Instagram before you follow my Twitter. Thank you. Um, I am on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at Nicole Ackman 16. I'm, I'm on Letterboxd too. I'm on Letterboxd too. <laughs> okay. I, I am on all three at tberry57 and definitely follow my Twitter before you follow my Instagram. Follow my letterbox first. I really want to be a letterbox influencer. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm with <laughs> that one. Follow me there first. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and I'll share inspirational posts about how- Feel free to give me a job. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Barbie Breakdown. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at, at Barbie Movie Pod and follow us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Plus, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but please only do so if it's positive. We'll be back again soon, continuing to break down the Barbie cinematic universe in preparation for Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Bye. Bye. Wakala. Wakala.